everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. We are in our second week of 2024. And oh my goodness, it, I, I am so excited that we're in a new year. I don't know what it is about New Year's, but there's just something that it feels like you can start fresh all over again. And last week we talked with Heidi St. John and we talked about uh, being in this new year and New Year's resolutions and the importance of spending time in God's Word. And I told you we were going to have Naomi Vaccaro on with us this week. And she is here, you guys. I am so excited about this week. We're going to be talking about studying the Word of God and, and how we can learn to do that effectively ourselves and how we can pass that on to our kids and teach our kids how to truly study God's Word, not just read it like a book. You know, it's not a Dr. Seuss book. Um, there are not even any good Dr. Seuss type rhymes in the Bible. <laughs> There's lots of poetry, um, but it's it's not maybe quite as entertaining as that, but there, there is a lot of entertainment in the Bible and so many stories and so much truth. And so we're going to talk this week about how we can dig into God's Word and really, really learn how to study it. And I am so excited. I have been preparing for this episode for weeks and weeks now and really digging in even deeper into my quiet time. Um, God's word is so powerful, you guys. I, I I just, it blows me away. Before we hit record, um, Naomi and I were praying and I just was like, God, thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for giving us truth because how else would we know how to live, right? But he's given it to us. He's told us all the things that we need to know. And so that's what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, before we get into our conversation, though, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. You guys, I know we've told you about BJU Press Homeschool for quite some time, and we are so thankful for them. They are a solid biblical worldview curriculum. If you're looking for basically any subject for any grade, they have it. BJU Press Homeschool. They have consultants who will talk with you through all of your needs for every one of your kids. They'll kind of cater your uh, curriculum to whatever the learning style is of your kids. So check them out at bjupresshomeschool.com. You will not be disappointed with them. We love BJU Press Homeschool. We use them here in our home, and we are so grateful to uh, be able to partner with them. Also, we appreciate so much your financial support. You guys have been amazing, um, especially over the past few months, as you have just surrounded us with uh, financial support, with prayer, with encouragement. Um, if you would like to give to the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry, you can do that by going to our website, schoolhouserocked.com and click on the donate button. Uh, we have a lot of really big needs right now in the ministry. And so you can help us by supporting us financially in that way. And we are so thankful for that. Um, and if you can't, please pray for us. Um, God is doing big things through this ministry and we do not take it lightly. We are here to serve him and to expand his kingdom through this ministry. And so whatever way you can help support us, um, whether it's prayer, financial donation, uh, maybe an encouraging email, whatever it is, we are so thankful for that. So thank you uh, for those who continue to do that. And uh, be sure to share this episode with your friends as well. Well, Naomi Vaccaro, thank you so much for being with me. Um, introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah. Well, hi, everyone. It's so great to be here and just so lovely to meet you, Yvette, and hear your heart for God's Word, your heart for our homeschooling community. Um, so yeah, I'm Naomi Vaccaro. I'm a wife and a mother living in Central Florida. I've got a three-year-old son and a six-month-old daughter. Super fun, crazy ages. feel like I'm hanging on, you guys. Um, <laughs> and I also run a ministry called Wholehearted, where we come alongside believers to help them create 
Bible reading habits, prayer habits, Bible study habits. Um, and it's just been, it's been such a blessing to me as well to do that. And I'm also an author. Uh, my first book, Quiet, came out last April and I'm working on another book now. So really fun, really busy. And when I'm not writing or directing wholehearted, I am homemaking, I'm baking bread or gardening and reading. It's, you know, very traditional stuff. Um, and then I also love like theological debates and um, looking up doctrines and learning more about scripture and all that nerdy theological stuff. So that's me. Yeah, so much fun. Well, it was uh, Abby Halberstadt. I, I heard about your quiet time companion from her, and it's it's a it's a notebook um, where you can do your quiet time. If you're watching on video, you can see this, and we'll put links to all these in the show notes. And it's thick. Um, it's amazing, and it, it's yeah. basically kind of like a quiet time journal. And I thought, yeah. you know, that's amazing. Like I I love to journal through my quiet time and stuff, but this one is very well organized, and it kind of helps walk you through how to do your quiet time. And so. So I, I saw Abby's and I thought, oh, you know what? I think I want to try that and just, just something new, something different. It's pretty. It looks beautiful on my sign table next to my sofa. Yes. And so, so I got one and as I was, as I've been using, it, I've been using it for a couple of months now. Um, it has really impacted my quiet time and it's that kind of coupled with another resource that you have, it's called It Is Written, and this is written by someone on your team. Mm -hmm. And what this is, is how to do an inductive Bible study. So we're going to talk about that this week, how to do an inductive Bible study. For those of you who are like, what in the world is an inductive Bible study? Well, <laughs> we're going to walk through that with you. It's how to really dig into God's Word. And so it's, it's so much fun as I have been working through this. And I've done inductive Bible studies in the past, and there are different ways you can do them. Uh, but I love this particular little book because it, it really just kind of walks you step by step through it. And so that's where we're going to sit this week is we're going to just kind of sit together and talk about how to study God's Word. Um, before we get into that, I just really briefly... As you and I were talking, we talked a few weeks ago on the phone and you you said, oh, um, you were raised in Mongolia. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> wait, what? And you were homeschooled in Mongolia. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I want to hear a little bit yeah. about this story. This is not what we're going to talk about through the whole week. But give us just a little background on what your childhood was like being raised and homeschooled in Mongolia. Yeah, not your typical childhood story. That's for sure. Um but I'm so grateful for it. So yeah, I had just the huge blessing of growing up with parents who were just all in, sold out followers of Christ. And for them, that meant that no part of their life was off limits to the call of God. Uh, and so when I was very young, my parents felt led. They felt called to become missionaries to the country of Mongolia. It's that country that's right above China and right below Russia. And so they did just that. They uh, packed us all up. I was about nine months old when they became missionaries there. And so I spent my childhood as a missionary kid growing up in the capital city of Mongolia. It's called wow. Ulaanbaatar. And uh, it was very rough and rugged. You know, we had an outhouse. We chopped wood for the winter. Wow. Um, we got our water delivered from like the local well. It was, it was very different than my uh, life now in the tropics of Florida. And it was just awesome. Honestly, it was an awesome childhood. I got to experience a lot of the world and meet so many different kinds of people and experience culture. But most of all, uh, and I always want to stress this because sometimes people can get all starry eyed about, wow, what an amazing experience. But really what made it so amazing was my 
parents' devotion to God and the adventure of a life fully committed to Him and to making disciples for His kingdom. And so my parents, they took that very seriously, but they took their responsibility as parents even more seriously mm. than their mission work. Another key thing, y'all, yeah. which is so huge. Um, because at that time, it was very normal. It was almost standard for missionaries to send their children, even their very young children, like four years old, um, they would send them to boarding school in other countries um, yeah. instead of keeping them on the field. And so my parents, they knew that that was more common, but they chose to keep us together. They chose to homeschool us in Mongolia. And I'll just say, I really think that that decision uh, was so key in what is now just a really close bond that my family has. I'm just wow. best friends with my siblings. I'm best friends with my parents. We're, we're all following the Lord and all of our spouses are following the Lord and we're all just really close. And I think it was because of my parents um, deciding to do that. So I'm just so grateful, especially to my mom, you guys, because she educated her children in a foreign third world country. How, I mean, yeah. how did she do that? It was crazy. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. just a little bit about them and about my childhood. How fun. What an exciting adventure. And it is hard to be in full-time ministry and find that balance of taking care of your family and putting your family first above the ministry, because it's very easy to let the needs of the ministry take over because there are so, I mean, you know, we have a very, very small ministry at the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry. But even what we do, I mean, it's basically just my husband and myself and our girls do a little bit to help, but it's basically us. And so, yeah, it's easy to have it just kind of overtake our lives. And we have to be very intentional, especially me as a mom of, okay, my girls are my first priority. My husband is my first priority. Right. Um, the Lord is my first priority, of course, but right. uh, but they are, you know, um, my, my home is is where it's at first. So, so anyway, that is such a fun story. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to start digging into what a quiet time looks like, why we should do it, how we should do it, all those fun things. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Naomi Vaccaro. You know, as I was thinking through a quiet time and what it looks like. I, I think one of the first questions that we need to ask ourselves is like, does the Bible actually tell us that we need to do a quiet time? Or is that just something that we do to check a box or why? Like, why? What? What is the, why? Why do we do this? Why do we spend our time? Why do we get up earlier 
than our kids if, if we do or if we can? Why do we stay up later than our kids if we do or if we can? Why do we take time out of our day to spend time in God's Word? And I think there are a lot of answers to that question, but I think when we look at God's Word as I was studying this, it's so cool how, you know, when you're preparing for something, the Lord will just bring Scripture to you to answer the questions that you have. And He did that um, in an amazing way. And so I'm going to read some Scripture first before we kind of jump into this to really answer the question of, does the Bible instruct us to spend time with God? And if so, why? Is it a sin not to? Is it a sin to not spend time with God? And so uh, John 8.31 um, says this. It says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed Him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Jeremiah 29.13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. John 8.31 and 32 says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed Him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then this one I thought was so interesting as I stumbled upon this one uh, the other day. It's Ezra 7.10. And we don't hear a whole lot from the book of Ezra, right? Um, but this one says, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of God and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. And I just thought, oh yeah, I want to be like Ezra. I want to set my heart yeah. on studying the law of God and to do it. I want to do it and then to teach it. And and I want to teach it to my kids. I mean, his job was to mm -hmm. teach it to you. Israel, but my job is to teach it to my kids, and I can't do that unless I know it myself. Mm. So, Naomi, as you're thinking through studying the Word of God and spending time in, in your uh, in the Word, what are you seeing in Scripture in that regard? Well, you know, if you're looking for a verse that says, "Thou shalt do devotions every day." Uh, you're not going to find that verse. It's not a blatant command in scripture to have a daily quiet time. And sometimes I feel like it'd be easier if there was just like a blatant straight up command, right. like the, the 11th commandment or something, because right. <laughs> then we would know like we have to do this. Um, but I still think there is a reasonable expectation found in scripture that this is something that we, we really ought to try and do. Because whenever we enter into relationship with anyone, spending time with them is just kind of a given part of the package. It's a natural part of that equation. And as believers in Christ, we have been given, this is so cool, we have been given the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. which means we are experiencing the presence of God everywhere we go. That's mind-blowing. Um, and yeah. it should be our goal. It is our goal to abide in Christ and be led by his spirit as often as possible in our mothering, in our homemaking, in our community mm -hmm. involvement, our marriages, our work, in everything, right? In every way we should be led by the spirit. And so I also have a verse from, from John. It's John 15, four through five. Jesus said, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we have this indwelling presence of God with us, right? And as God's people, we're his temple. So he, he is with us. We have that time with God accessible to us all the time. The problem is that the Holy Spirit can be ignored. And we do yeah. often ignore him in our lives. Um, so while we have that access, y'all, it is a battle. We are in a spiritual battle every single day 
to train our ears, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to recognize his voice, um, to obey when he leads us and convicts us. Uh, And the primary way we do this is through Bible reading and prayer. That is Mm -hmm. the interaction that we have with God. We hear what he has to say to us through the Bible, and then we converse with him back through prayer. And scripture is what reveals what it looks like to follow Jesus and to abide in him fully. And so the question, the question isn't whether or not it's a sin to not spend time with God. The question is, do we want to bear fruit? Yeah. Do we want to faithfully follow Jesus in every aspect of our lives? And do we want to access the help that he provides? And when we have a quiet time, when we read our Bibles and pray, we're sharpening our ears to hear the Holy Spirit. And we're accessing the wisdom and the grace that he offers to those who ask for it. So if you are not spending time with God, let's say you're listening to this today and you're like, oof, like that's me. I'm not spending time with God and I haven't in a really long time. I haven't intentionally read the Bible and prayed. You do not need to feel guilty. Okay. It's not a command that you're breaking. It's not a sin that you're committing, but you do need to feel a bit concerned. Because although you haven't been sinning against God, you have been neglecting your relationship with God. And that means you are running on empty. You're you're missing out. You're missing out on the supernatural strength that God has promised to give you if you ask him for it. um, And it's available for you. And you might be missing out on some opportunities to bear fruit and follow the Holy Spirit because you haven't been intentionally spending time with God. And so the good news is it's not too late. It's never too late to start to approach God and or even just bow your head for a moment and say, "Okay, Lord, please help me. um, Help me to want to spend time with you. Help me to make this happen in my life. Oh, I love that because, you know, it really does start with prayer. And so it is just praying, you know, Lord, give me the desire to do this. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because there are seasons in our life where we have no desire. But you talked about relationship as well. And I think that's such an important point there because if you look at any relationship that we have with anybody, you know, my husband, I can tell him all day long, I love him. But if I don't ever spend time with him, I'm not going to have a very good relationship with him or one at all. Or you think of someone maybe, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, a celebrity or an athlete, someone who you just think, man, I really admire that person. I really love that person. I hope we're not admiring celebrities, but anyway, (laughs) you know, um, someone who maybe you've never met in person and you can know all the things about them, but if you don't Mm -hmm. spend time with them, you're not going to have a relationship with them. And so we have to be spending time in God's word in order to establish a relationship with him and in order to grow in our relationship with him, because the learning never ends, right? I mean, we don't... We don't marry our husband and think, well, now we know everything I need to know about you. And so I don't have to talk to you or spend time with you for the rest of my life. No, we get to know each other better and better. And God doesn't change, but we change. And so as we're changing and growing, we get to understand who he is more and more each day and every time we dig into his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it is so, so important for us to be in God's word daily. Um, I, I'm going to ask this question, but we're going to actually leave it kind of as a cliffhanger because I want to talk about how we as busy moms fit time with the Lord into our day because it is so hard. I mean, you've got two little ones Many of our listeners, we're mostly homeschool families, and so many of our listeners have multiple kids and we're homeschooling them. It's not like we're sending them off to school during the day and we have 
seven or eight hours a day where we can sit and dig into God's word, they're with us all the time. I mean, there's they're noisy mm-hmm. and they're busy and they're always in need of snacks and food and counseling <laughs> and all the things. And so we're being pulled in so many different directions. And so we're going to talk about how we as moms can fit this time into our busy day because it is the most important part of our day. Um, Naomi, tell our listeners really quickly where they can find out more about you and the Wholehearted Ministry. Yes, you can find us online at wholeheartedquiettime.com. You can also find us on Instagram. We're very active there. You can find us at wholeheartedquiettime on Instagram. Um, And you can find me personally at Naomi Vaccaro on Instagram. No periods, no spaces, just Naomi Picaro. Okay. We'll put those links in the show notes. Stay tuned to the very end for a clip of what's coming up next on the podcast. And then remember, you can find everything you need to know about Schoolhouse Rocked at schoolhouserocked.com. You can stream the movie for free. You can download our homeschool survival kit. Um, You can make a donation to support the ministry. Um, There's lots of fun stuff on there. So be sure to check that out. Um, Also, we'll talk a little bit more about Naomi's Quiet Time Companion and that it it is written, the inductive Bible study uh, booklet that she has. But if you're interested in purchasing anything from the Wholehearted Ministry, you can use code, and we, you guys know we almost never do this on the podcast, but you can use the code Schoolhouse Rocked, all one word, for 20% off of your purchase. Schoolhouse Rocked, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. So uh, thank you guys for being with us today. We will be back on Wednesday with Naomi. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you back here then. Bye. quiet time that's usually that's kind of like the cultural way the kitschy christian way of saying yeah. intentional time to read the bible and pray or intentional bible study and prayer and it's really those two pieces that are key because in a relationship you need to have conversation there needs to be two-way communication you need to be listening to what the other person has to say to you and you need to express and communicate your heart to the other person There's all kinds of ways to worship God and to experience Him. And motherhood is one of them, y'all. It is an amazing way that we worship God. And so dealing with these little image bearers, it feels like they're distracting us from God when really the interruptions that they present is just another opportunity to walk with God and worship God in our in our service to them. So reframing that is really helpful and just thinking, oh, okay, like I can put down my Bible and go deal with my toddler. And that is still worship, that is still okay. Yeah. 